0: Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. So many wonderful things about Christmas that I'm sure many of you enjoy, many traditions, many different things uh, going on. One of the things we like to do in our house is, is watch you know different Christmas movies throughout the season, and we try to get Haley away uh, from the Hallmark channel as much as we can. Um, it's difficult uh but and many of you husbands can relate but um but we like to watch Christmas movies so we, we've got we've collected a ton of them over the years and just letting the kids watch Christmas movies and and we have our favorites we you know we have our elf right I was watching the Christmas vacation last night probably for the second or third time uh this season Haley's like don't you realize all your favorite Christmas movies are like demented ones where like there's a bunch of it's like a bunch of screw-up stuff happening I'm like yeah yeah so what's your point you know um and so, so we're watching those. But, um, but uh, we were watching The Grinch the other night with the kids and, uh, and watching that. They, they like that. That's funny. They like the, the old cartoon. They like the new one that came out last year. And uh, we were watching that. And, and, and I was thinking about The Grinch a little bit I was, as I was preparing uh, this week. We, we don't know much about The Grinch. We don't know his background. Uh, he's just given to us at the beginning of the, the, the story and uh and so we don't know much about him we know he's a grumpy he's a grumpy guy grumpus whatever you want to call him uh he's a grumpy um, and he lives alone just him and his dog and uh and and it seems that he's quite content with that um, uh, and and then we then we see this scene play out he obviously can't stand the who's down in Whoville, right and and they're all jolly and cheery and they have this community everybody loves each other what a perfect world right and uh and, and we see that you guys, anybody like that? Like, you, you go into work in the morning, and someone's, like, super cheery. Like, you, we, we've been up an hour, and you're like, hey, how's it going? I hope you have a wonderful day. And, and it's like, Dude, I haven't had my coffee yet. You need to back up a little bit, you know. I don't know if you, you're like that. I, I can be like that at times. Haley makes fun of me because I don't, I don't really say anything. Probably for the first 20 minutes that I'm up, I kind of just grunt. Um, morning. Morning. Uh, yeah, that's just me anyway. So we don't know much about the Grinch other than he's a pretty grumpy guy. Uh, I, I think, honestly, he's just a little jealous. I think he's jealous of the Who's because they have all this community and they're all together. And, and, and they seem to have it going on. And, and he doesn't really have that um, going on uh, in his life. And, and, and then we see this whole scene play out. He gets so irritated with them. And he goes down and he tries to ruin Christmas for them. So he steals all their stuff, right? And, and then, and then we see like there's this turn that happens in his life. We see this change that happens. Because even though he did all this really mean stuff, the who's still accept him. And they still love him. And they still bring him into their, their Christmas gathering. And we see this change that happens in his life. We see him happy, right? We see him happy. Uh, maybe, maybe you feel like the Grinch today. We're just a few days away from Christmas. Maybe you've felt like that over the past couple weeks leading up to Christmas. You're not feeling real holly or jolly, uh, not merry and bright. You're kind of not really looking to, to Christmas. Maybe you're looking ahead to 2020 already, looking ahead to the new year. And, uh, and, and maybe you're just kind of feeling a little bit like the Grinch. Maybe there's been some things that have happened. Maybe this hasn't been the best year. Maybe 2019 hasn't been a great year for you. Or maybe the past couple years have, have, have not been so great. And maybe some things are just weighing uh, heavy on you uh today uh, we've been going through this series to kind of help you with that called ghosts of christmas past because maybe there's some things that you're still dealing with some things you're still carrying in your life from from past experiences from different things that have happened to you whether it's this year or years gone by that are stealing and robbing your joy not just at christmas but just in your life in general so we've talked about some of those different things we talked about maybe you're carrying a fence uh, and we talked about how that can really affect your life in a great way. So so we encourage you by saying, listen, life is too short and your calling is too great to live offended. That living with offense, that only, that only weighs you down and, and sets you back. We talked about shame last week. Maybe you're, you're carrying the shame and the guilt from a past mistake or, or from some things in, in your past. And it's time to quit rehearsing that but releasing that. To Jesus, right? And, and so we talked about laying our shame down uh, last week. Or, or, or maybe as we talk about this week, uh, maybe it's a label that you've held on to in your life for far too long. A label, some, something that someone said to you years ago when you were a kid or, 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 or just some, someone spoke over you and, and, and you internalized it, you rehearsed that. And, and so you begin to believe that label in your life, even though it wasn't true. You know, a, a label, it lets you know what something is, right? Like if you, you all that are cooking and getting ready for Christmas dinners, or maybe uh, we baked cookies uh, last night at our house, and and that's and, and really stressful doing that with the kids, but but we let them do their thing. Haley and I, were such perfectionists. I like did like a little gingerbread with the eyes, and they're just like, sprinkles! You know, just, just a huge mess, but it's fun. They're having fun, so it's like, all right, whatever, do your thing. We'll just dump the sprinkles off on something else here. But, yeah, if you have a can of something, of, of some sort of food that, that has a label, that's really important, isn't it, Joe? Because if you don't know what it is and you're putting it in some kind of casserole, right, that, that, that could end up really bad. You know, because Christmas dinner is kind of a big deal. You know, you can't can't mess up Christmas dinner. I was watching, like I told you, the Christmas vacation last night. And they went to carve the turkey and it was like, like deflated. Like really? The lady's like, oh, my God, I told you we put it in too early. And, uh, yeah, I can, you can really – but, but, yeah, the label is important. It lets you know what's on, on that can. I was talking with, with Bill Bowers this week, and he was talking about growing up where his dad worked. Uh, they, would, uh, they would give a lot of, like, the leftover stuff, stuff that was about to expire, or, or if there were cans that had the labels removed, they would put it out back for people just to take. It was free. And he said his dad would bring all that stuff home. And, and, and his mom went to cook dinner one night and, and, and dumped the can. It didn't have a label, but she dumped the can. She thought it was, I think she thought it was tuna or something like that. And, and they, they went to take a bite of, of it. And, and dad's like, he got really mad. And he's like, what, what is this? This takes like blankety blank cat food. And that's exactly what it was, right? Because it did not have, see a label lets you know what something is, right? But maybe... Maybe some of you today, you are living with a label that is not true over your life. Something that something has spoken over your life. Someone that, in in maybe a a, a, a fit of rage, said something. Maybe in an argument, uh, words got released. Maybe maybe a, a coach or or a family member or a teacher or somebody said something to you that wasn't true about you. But because you let that in, internalize and you begin to rehearse that in, in your life, you started to believe that thing that was spoken over your life. See, see our words have power, right? Our, our words have power. They, they have the power to create. They have the power to motivate. They have the power to encourage and, and shape us, but they also have the power to hurt. And to wound and to discourage and to destroy. You know, growing up where it sticks and stones will break your bones, but words in it, And that's the load of, load of crap that is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life because it's just, it's not true. Right? Words, words are powerful and they have the ability to tear us down. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says, the tongue has the power of life and death as the power to speak life you can you can speak into someone's life and you can call out what you see and you can say hey you're going to be a man of god and 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 hey you're you're going to do amazing things god god's going to do some amazing and you can encourage someone you can you, you know someone that's feeling down or hurt or, or lost or lonely you can you can speak into their life and encourage them and build them up but in the same tongue you can tear them down and destroy them as well our words have power sadly Some struggle with that today. Maybe maybe when you were growing up, maybe you didn't have that. Maybe maybe you had a a, a loving family or maybe you had a coach or or someone that inspired you. Maybe you had someone in your corner and in your ear and they encouraged you and they spoke things. Hey, you're gifted by God. You can do anything that you put your mind to. You're amazing. You are beautiful. You was kind. You was smart. And you was important. Right? Maybe you had someone like that in your life. Maybe they said they're proud of you or that you're loved. These are words that encourage us and build us up. These are, these are powerful words in our life. But again, maybe some of you didn't have that growing up. Maybe someone said something to you. And again, like I said, you, you, you internalized that and began to believe it. Maybe you did something in your life and you can't shake that guilt and that shame. So you, you labeled yourself. Maybe some of you are believing the enemy in your ear. And he's saying, listen, you did this thing. You can never earn the grace of God. You know what? We can't earn the grace of God. All we can do is surrender Our lives to him. He already loves us. No matter what we've been through in our life. Maybe you heard something on the outside and begin to believe it on the inside. Maybe you believe things like, man, you're just just lazy. You're just insecure. You're just bad at relationships, right? You're hot-headed. Annoying. Maybe you come from a broken family. Maybe your experiences have, have helped label you in your life. Because you've internalized that and rehearsed it over and over again. Now, here's the thing. Some of that might be true. Okay? You, you might have a temper. Don't, don't look at anyone in the room. Okay? Don't make it awkward. But you might, you might have a temper. Listen, you might not be the most vi- motivated person in, in the world. But here's the thing. What's true about you now doesn't have to be true about you forever. Okay? God's power is bigger than your past. So whatever negative label, whatever someone has spoken over you, whatever you've believed, whatever lie you've allowed to label you, whatever you've been through, any of those negative things, how about, how about this? It's time to name it something different. It's time to name that thing that someone spoke over you. It's time to name it something different. It's time to peel that label off of your life and name it something different. If you Go to the Bible, go to the book of Genesis, chapter 35. We see this weird love triangle plays out. Anybody familiar with Jacob? All right, Jacob. Jacob is in a, in a long line of historical uh, Israelites. Right, you, you have uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, remember, father Abraham, and many sons. And many sons had father, and we start doing the, the motion. Everybody remember that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so he has he has Isaac, his, the promise son that God promised him to, to to begin this covenant that he had with them. And Isaac has Jacob. So he's in this long line of, of descendants of, of Israel. And Jacob falls in love with this girl named Rachel. Right? I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Go back and read it, Genesis. Um, and, and, but it's this crazy love trying. But he falls in love with this, this girl, Rachel. And the Bible describes her as very lovely. She's, she's very easy on the eyes, right? You know, the, the way you you look at your spouse, guys, is the way that or at least you should anyway, uh, is the way that Jacob looked at Rachel. But his future father-in-law would trick him into being with her sister Leah. Leah was not so attractive, apparently, from what the Bible says. It's kind of harsh what the Bible says for Leah. But uh, But he's tricked into being with Leah first before he's allowed to be with Rachel. So for 14 years he is with this woman that he did not has children with her and everything and finally gets this opportunity finally gets this chance to be with Rachel it finally happens this woman that he's crazy about that he loves he gets to be with right and in Genesis chapter 35 verses 16 through 18 this kind of plays out Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty as she was having great difficulty in childbirth the midwife said to her don't despair for you have another son as she breathed her last breath she was dying, she named her son ben but his father named him Benjamin. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day, for our time together. God, I pray that that today would be a a life-changing day for people in this room. God, labels that that we have either put on ourselves or allowed on ourselves, God, or or that other people have put on us. God, today is the day we name it something different. Father, have your way. Move in this place and in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. So here in this moment, so, so here it is. It finally gets to, to the time. I finally get to be with Rachel. And then she goes to have a, a, a child, and, and she dies in childbirth. And before she passes, she names her son I. She names him one thing, and then the father names the son something else. He names him Benjamin. Uh, this generation today is very creative in what they name their children, right? Anybody see some crazy names over there? Yeah? Some, some weird names. Boy named Arrow, Bobo, Miggy, Blade, Laser, Taser. I don't know, just a bunch of Azer names, right? Uh, you know some girl names. I don't even know. They're, they're just some weird. Uh, you can look at the celebrities if you want. And they're naming their kids some really. I believe it was Michael Jackson named a kid Blanket. But then again, I mean, I love Michael Jackson, but I, I know he got little, whatever. R.I.P. R.I.P. Michael. Kanye West. His last name is West. They named their child North, so now that child's name forever will be Northwest. Beyonce named their child Blue Ivy, which is kind of pretty, but still, again, different. Like, this this generation is very creative. With, with when Haley and I we, we were uh, selecting um, our child's name, our son Aiden, we, um, we were looking at different names, and, and we came across the name Aiden. And we're like, really like that we like that name we looked at the meeting because that was really important to us and and Aiden means fiery one right our last name is Judah which means praise so we thought oh man that's cool fiery praise that that's an awesome meaning little did we know because many of you are laughing now because you know Aiden and you know his personality he is a fiery little kid he's got a ton of energy and uh and and just is a ball of fire literally uh he reminds me of the kid on Incredibles, the, the little baby, you know, Jack-Jacks. He turns into a ball of fire and just goes nuts. <laughs> I love him. God's going to use it for his glory one day for something. Um, I'm praying and believing. But yeah, yeah, the name, the name is important. And, and as we see throughout uh, Israel's history, we see the importance of names. Jesus himself, the importance of, of that name and what that meant for us. But as Rachel breathed her last, last breath, she was dying and she named her son Benoni. But his father named him Benjamin. As she breathes her last breath, her son takes his first breath. Right? And she names him Benoni. Ben meaning son, Onai meaning sorrow. So son of my sorrow is what she names her child. And that's understandable because now as a mom, moms, can you relate? Like like she's never going to be able to hold that child, feed that child, take care of that child, hear his first words, see his first steps, see him grow up. She's never going to get to experience any of those things. She wasn't the only one that was grieving. I mean, Jacob, we saw everything that Jacob went through to be with Rachel, to end this way. He could have easily carried an offense over his son because he was the reason... So to speak, that she, he could have easily held that in his heart over his son and, and had angst toward his son and, and, and always brought that up. You know, it's your fault your mother died. You know, she could he could have held that over his son his entire life. But no, no, he didn't do that, did he? He didn't do that. He changed his name. What's true in the moment wouldn't be true forever. The father took what was and called it something else. Father, took what was and and called it something else. And this is what God does for us. God, our Heavenly Father, He will take what was. He will take your past. He will take your experiences. He will take what someone else has spoken of you, and He will name it something else. So that you know what, you're not an addict, but you will be set free and be used for God's glory. Guess what, you're not just going to come from a long history of family brokenness and divorce and things like that. That's going to stop with you and your family. So guess what, yeah, you may have been a whole bunch of different things, but I've got a plan, a purpose, and a future for you. That's what God does. If you understand Jacob's history, if you understand his life, he, he knew about names being changed. Go ahead, go ahead. read back on Jacob's life. The name Jacob actually meant trickster. Because see, he, he tricked his dad out of getting his birthright from his brother. And he manipulated his brother in the whole process. That's what his name is. But there was a moment where Jacob has an experience with God himself. And, and, and he wrestles him, right? And, he, and there's, there's this whole wrestling match. It's not the kind of wrestling we see on TV today, right? But he has this, some of y'all thought it was funny, I'm glad. But, but, but they have this whole wrestling match, and, 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 and Jacob holds his own against this angel. angel dislocates his hip. He does all this just to get a blessing. So his name is changed from Jacob. Israel. See, he knew something about names. In fact, he even changed the place where they were to Penuel, meaning face of God, because he saw the face of God and lived. So he knew a little bit about this, right? So we have a grieving mom. Name's her child, son of my sorrows. We have, uh, dad names him something different, Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. See, the right hand symbolized blessing. So, 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 so son of my sorrow, you can think of that as like a, a curse Dad says, no, I'm going to name a blessing. See that? He he named it something different. What what was meant for harm, what was meant in a curse now will be called a blessing. What God will do in your life, what the enemy meant for harm in your life, God will turn uh, to good. God will turn it to good. He will will name it something different. Listen, you don't always get to choose what comes into your life, but you do get to choose what you call it. You do get to choose what, what you call it. It may look like son of my sorrow, it may look like a curse, but, but this is son of my right hand, a blessing. I mean, is there is there a label in your life that you don't like? Is there something that you've been carrying on you for, for, for too long? Is there, is there something there? Maybe it's time to call it something else. Maybe it's time to put a new name on it. Maybe it's time to label it something different. Come on, somebody. It's time to call it something else. Worship team, will you come up? There's several athletes. If you look at their life, you would never picture them as some champion or some great athlete or a great person. I mean, I mean, look at Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. Okay, don't argue with me. Okay, the greatest. He was cut from his high school basketball team. Uh, you know, you got, you got these kids that, that grow up, and they, they're playing all these sports, and they're playing travel ball, and then they're going to college, and they're playing all these things at, at a very high level, competitive level, for years and years and years. And, 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 and even some of them don't make it up into, into the pros or anything like that. But here we have Michael Jordan. He was cut from his basketball team, but he didn't let that stop him. He actually let his failure fuel him. He's counted how many times he's been involved in a a losing game, 300 times. He's counted how many times that he has lost the game-winning shot, 26 times. And he's allowed that, he's done that for reasons so that it fuels him to become better. Uh, Bethany Hamilton, she's a pro surfer. Many of you may be familiar with her, but but, but she's grown up being a pro surfer, and and she was surfing one day, and a, a shark attacked her, and she lost an arm and for many of us that would that would freak us out. Like we would never want to go in the water again, right? But that didn't stop her. In fact, 3 weeks later, she's back in the water surfing. And and you kind of need both arms for balance on a surfboard. You know? But she didn't let that stop her. She's now named one of the top 50 female surfers. Muhammad Ali, he learned to fight because when he was 12 years old, someone stole his bike. And he was determined that that will never be a problem again. So he learned how to defend himself. He could have allowed that to to cripple him. He could have allowed that to label him as weak. But he said, no, that won't happen again. Not at least the same way it did. So He learned how to fight. See, we can allow our failures. We can allow disappointment. We can allow loss. We can allow what others label us in our life. We can allow that to affect us. But what was meant to stop you can actually strengthen you. What was meant to stop you can actually strengthen you in your life if you let it. Are you insecure today? It's time to name that something different. You are confident in Christ. Maybe you are lazy, but hey, guess what? You can be motivated by the calling that God has on your life. Are you miserable? You need to understand that the joy of the Lord can be your strength. Don't live the curse, live the blessing. Don't live the curse. Live. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, it's time to name it something different. Come on, look at your neighbor, other neighbor and say, it's time to name it something different. Don't live the curse. Live the blessing. Listen, you are not undependable. You are not a cheater. You are not a loser. You are not a failure. This is who you are in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven. You are transformed. You are made new. You better shop in this room today. You are healed. You are loved. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. It's time to name it something different. Won't you stand with me this morning? It's time to name it something different. It's time to start believing that and walking in you're going through a tough season right now in your life come on be conformed to the image of christ transform your mind maybe you're feeling alone right now in life draw close to jesus and he will be your strength maybe you're feeling like a failure but guess what failure doesn't have to be final you can learn and you can grow through your failures maybe you're sick today you can be healed maybe you're lost you can be found Maybe you're lonely and hurting. You are loved and accepted by Jesus. You don't get to choose what comes in, but you choose what to call it. It's time to put a new name on it. It's time. If you're living with a label, it's time to put a new name on it. If you're living with some things in your past, it's time to put a new name on it. If you're living with hurt today, it's time to put a new name on it mistakes your past what someone said to you what someone did to you what you went through what others call a curse it's time to call a blessing in your life because you can allow it to draw you closer to God what was true then doesn't have to be true forever come on will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me all across this room we're gonna worship together here in just a moment hey thanks for tuning in this week if you'd like more info about our church if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at transforming life Go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.